Hello. So for the first time ever, we held a pre-conference workshop uh, before the 2019 SPAS conference uh, this year up in Newcastle. Uh, at the end of the meeting, I was joined by a number of the delegates to discuss a question that I posed them at the start of the day, which was, how will assessment change over the next five years? So let's have a listen to what some of the consultants and guests uh, on the podcast had to say about that question. So, Hi, my name is Tim Burnett. I'm Head of Marketing at BTL. Hi, uh, Jeremy Carter, Director at Advanced EdTech. Hello, Graham Hudson, Consultant Educational Assessment. Hi, Teresa Jacobs, also a consultant on assessment matters. Uh, Matt Wingfield, uh, Independent um, uh, Assessment Consultant and Chair of the E-Assessment Association. And I'm Jim Crawford, Business Development Director at BTL. Okay, so uh, thank you everyone for joining me uh, on this podcast. Um, we've been chatting today, it's been part of the, con- the pre-conference workshop at the SPAS conference, uh, SPAS 19 in Newcastle. Uh, we've talked about a number of various different aspects of, of assessment today. Um, I did pose a question to you earlier about the next five years of assessment and what's going to change. I'd be very interested, uh, as you've been mulling on it all day, I'm sure, uh, what your views are on it. So maybe, well, Matt, go on. I brought this up earlier on. I, I wonder why we always try and look at five years, because mm-hmm. it is a long way off, and I think it's difficult. We know from, from a business perspective it's quite difficult to forecast what's going to happen in five years' time, yet we always do try to, and we're always wrong, generally. And in this context, in assessment uh, and technology, we're trying to predict something in a very changeable um, world. You know, the technology is advancing all the time. Assessment and its approaches may stay much the same, although I think that there's um, a degree of, um, of change, more rapid change there too at the moment as well. But I think five years is too long. Um, I think we should be looking at a, a two-year horizon myself, okay. with perhaps aspirations for five years, because, because the, 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 the point that makes me think that is that we always talk about five years, and it is interesting that often you end up saying, well, that's going to happen in five years, and then you get five years down the road, and you're still looking at a five-year horizon, and is it, is it a way of us trying to deal with the fact that change is difficult to bring into effect, if that makes sense? So do you think the, well, I suppose... Things have been very slow in the e-assessment sector, hasn't it, really? Mm. Compared with the learning sector, I think we, we mentioned this earlier about formative assessment being a lot more innovative than, um, than summative assessment. So it's, are we saying that it's not even worth trying to predict the next five years, or is it it's just too hard to...? No, I, I think, I think so going, going back to what I was just saying, we've always looked at this five-year horizon, but we've looked at it in a context of... Quite, the, the reason that assessment moves more slowly is because it, in many sectors it's regulated more heavily than, than the learning piece. So there's, there's um, less at stake, to use that word in, yeah. in, 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 in our context. I think that there is motivation and appetite to evolve. And some of the conversations that the Assessment Association has been having recently with Ofqual, for mm-hmm. example, illustrate that Ofqual recognise that they need to do more proactively to support innovation within the assessment space. So... I absolutely do think there's going to be change in innovation, okay. um, but it does move at a slower pace. But I think it depends. I agree, but it's where is that innovation going to take place? Because I, so I look at it like this: so innovation in terms of like candidate experience is is going to be very slow. 
uh, because that's where that's where they're very risk averse awarding organisations. We can't. Uh, people want to talk about VR and AR and all those kind of buzz words, uh, but that's all candidate, you know, relative um, innovation, and that's I think that's where you're going to get reluctance and like a take up. But with the other side of assessment, with the actual creating of items, with the reporting of items, with things like AIG, automatic item generation. Um, automated reporting to feed into the automatic item generation. That's where, and essay marking, automatic essay marking, we know that that's uh, AI based uh, essay markings had some success story. Um, so I think that's, that, that's realistic uh, innovation that can be achieved. Uh, that's my personal view on it. So do you think all of those changes then are mostly going to affect the, the awarding organisations and the, the candidate is left in five years' time still sitting at wobbly desks with, pen, with sharpening their pencils and, and handwriting their exams? I think that will still exist to some extent in five years. I think you have to look at what's happened in the last... Hundred years to in general qualifications. In, in general yes. qualifications. Oh, well, yes. Let's say, let's let's make some yeah. distinctions here because vocational has always been far more embracing of modern and innovative technologies. It's yeah. actually because it's changed a lot more in a way. I, well, that's why I always think with vocational, there's been a lot more change to the structure. Well, yeah, yes, there has. But but the things that we are assessing, whilst they continue to evolve, the the, the things we're assessing and the way we're assessing hasn't changed that much. Mm in either sector or even in the professional sector but I wonder whether we have in the general sector we've got caught up in this this view of what education is and, it, and, and this is an over over quoted um, view on it but it's a 19th century education system trying to evolve in a 20, 21st century scenario which is always going to be difficult unless you change the education system so if you if we had our um, uh, Gavin here from from uh, from Alpha Plus, I'm sure he would cite the fact that they've been able to be more innovative in Wales with their assessment because they've also had innovation in how they're looking at the curriculum um, and how they're looking at the learning. And you could argue that that, to a degree, with the Scottish curriculum too, with um, you know, curriculum for excellence, driving differences in the way that they we're teaching. If, unless we change the way we teach and we learn, which we can do more more flexibly in vocational learning, yeah. perhaps, um, then I think it's always difficult to to, uh, to innovate an assessment and how we assess that learning. I, I think you're right. Um, my my take on this is that it's not the technology that's holding us back. Um, when you think of the things that have been achieved, big things that have been achieved, not necessarily in education but elsewhere. You know, things are possible if people set their mind to it. Generally speaking, the big things are possible because somebody somewhere says this is what we're going to do mm. and does it at a sufficiently high enough level that everybody steps into into line. And it seems um, it seems actually that we've been regressive in some senses in the way that we're handling education and schools at the moment. Um, you know, I was saying earlier in, in the uh, introductions to this workshop that I've seen through uh, a whole raft of curriculum reforms, and particularly with GCSE, where the mantra was pupils should be able to demonstrate what they know, understand, and can do, and that, that actually changed the nature of assessment items, and did so over you know fifteen or twenty years. Um, and in in my past, I was looking to see how you could elicit particular skills. Um, from a whole ability range by the way that you uh, structured your items 
Uh, and in a sense, I think some of that has, has got lost. So if we're going to make that translation in the, in the digital environment, then it has to come from that level that says, actually, we are going to make that paradigm shift. We are going to look at things differently. And, you know, so that in those high-stakes general vocational um, areas, we're freed up to do it. I think, um, you know, going back to Matt's original point on the, the, five, the five years, I think looking back, um, that five-year period within assessment, you could do that um, because, you know, I think if we look retrospectively, um, for we had a period of time, quite a long period of time in the, the assessment technology industry where um, innovation, uh, people still talked about innovation in terms of like hotspot questions and, and so on and so forth. And that was partly because the political will wasn't there. Um, and I think that, uh, but, but looking forward, I think Matt's right that we got five years is too long now. And, and that's because we've seen a proliferation of things like cloud-based cloud services, the cost of that storage coming down, and that's, that's, that's opening up areas. And, and again, I'll, 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 I will exclude general qualifications in this for the time being, because I, think, I still don't think the political will is there. Um, but there are areas that are much more ripe for seeing those te technological innovations come to, come to light in terms of how we assess. And I think the, the, the tenants of how we assess will remain, but in areas like healthcare and medical, I think we're going to see huge strides in the next two, two years in terms of how, they, how, how that's assessed. What's the alongside, alongside what you're talking about, Jim, in the, in the, in the background and you know, kind of like the, the administration and the, you know, kind of like the efficiency of being, um, that, that technology allows for the, the actual assessment creation process. So, what sort of example of, um, for uh, like a medical a change, a radical change to how we assess medical? That, that I think is coming. Yeah. I, I wouldn't necessarily say it's there, but um, in terms of you know uh, observational uh, assessment, um, and we, we did have a, 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 a we started a conversation um, uh, earlier, but we didn't kind of get get uh, continue with it, but. Um, that that observational thing you do you know, I'm, I'm still hearing about people kind of being flown in from different parts of the world to an observational medical mm. assessment center and I think that will change in the next two years I think you're sure. right that environmental consideration I mean if anybody's ever seen an aeroplane hangar full of used scripts or experience you know they, your, your parcels being delivered to the dustbin kind of thing I think you know maybe that's another driver of changing the way we assess is the environmental consideration and yes why are we flying examiners across the world why are we DHLing you know rainforests mm -hmm. yeah. yeah so okay so I'm conscious that obviously some of you got trains to catch and, and to head off on but uh, it's been really fascinating it's been a really fascinating day so let's just do a very quick round table as to either the sector or the the technology or something in the next two years where you think there might be the biggest shift. I'm going to go first, and I kind of agree when you said about observational, all those kind of technologies. I think the interpretation of a human activity, you know, in some form of digital form, that's natural language processing, those, I think that's, to me, is going to be one of the, the biggest kind of opportunities, maybe, but also biggest changes. Jeremy? Yeah, and I think from a, a particular industry or sector, I think it's going to be medical and healthcare. Graham? Yeah, I, I, I'd, I'd agree with that. Um, I suppose in the back of my mind, the things that Jim was talking about, which was the underlying um, 
development and processing of items is, you know, going to be where there is significant change. Okay. Theresa? I'd actually like to see more of this change go international as well. National? International. Oh, international. International. Right, okay. I think we're going to see um, change around trying um, businesses, awarding organisations, training providers, trying to scale up the way they deliver assessment, whether that's international mm. or whether that's being able to reach more people in disparate locations. Um, I think that's where, so we're seeing technology, going back to something I said uh, earlier, augmenting our practice to make it more scalable. Okay. Jim? Uh, does it have to be two years? Can I, have, can I go to five? Uh, you can go to five. Everyone else has right. kind of gone back. I'm breaking them all. Right. Yeah. So I, I'm getting, going back to something we discussed earlier, I think the thing that will have the biggest impact, not necessarily the biggest innovation, but the thing that will have the biggest impact is the unification of learning and assessment technologies to deliver personalised uh, learning and assessment experiences. Okay. So lots of fantastic predictions there. Everyone get your wallets out. Let's put some money on the table. <laughs> uh, thank you very much for your time okay. today. It's been brilliant. Um, thank and, you. Uh, yeah, thank you and keep listening. Thank you. Thank, thank you. So there we have it. Some interesting viewpoints coming from the consultants. Uh, Matt was quite right, quite right to um, question the, the idea of looking five years ahead. Uh, we do need to think in these kind of shorter periods of time, these uh, two years maybe, or even here and now, Jeremy and Jim really uh, did well to point out the fact that we've had a lot of innovation in the vocational and professional sectors, and those really do have the greatest potential. I think everyone stressed the concern about the lack of innovation in school leaving examinations or general qualifications. Um, and this is something that is worth listening to other uh, presentations from the uh, 2019 SPAS conference, because uh, there are a number of people who call us out as well, Edufuturists, AQA, um, there is a lack of political will, but interestingly, Ollie Newton, as part of his keynote, showed an example where by changing the assessment process, you can actually influence the learning. So, you know, as he says, it's in our control really to, to have a great influence over this. And it was interesting to hear Theresa's point, viewpoints on the kind of changing environmental agenda and whether that will play a bit more of an influencing role, particularly in the movement of uh, exam scripts and materials around the world. So let's maybe come back in two years' time and listen to the predictions at the end and see what's changed and see who was right. Um, uh, I'd like to thank all our guests on the podcast. Obviously, look out for more podcasts coming soon uh, from the 2019 SPAS conference. And if you want to build better tests with SPAS, then visit spas.com for more information. Goodbye for now. <laughs>